Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is May 17th, 2022, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Great to be back with you today on another great episode of the All Rookie Podcast. Glad to be back. You know, it took a little break after the regular season, and now we're in the playoffs with four teams left. It's been an incredible playoffs, incredible regular season. You know, our rookie class uh, finished out with Evan, no, Scotty Barnes. Yes, the one rookie of the year. It was a three-way race, you know, so I had Evan Mobley winning it, but Scotty Barnes ended up winning it. Tremendous rookie class. And now it's time to get into the 2022-2023 rookie class. And with the lottery coming on today, the NBA draft lottery, we will see who will have those coveted picks one through four, because this draft has four elite talents that everyone is clamoring for. There will be some other guys that move up in the ranks, but for right now, the top four are pretty much solidified. Now, I'm going to tell you the teams that have the highest percentage chance to get those top four picks, and that is Houston Rockets. Orlando Magic, and Detroit Pistons. They all have a 14% chance to end up with the first pick in the draft and more than likely will be in the top four. The fourth team with the highest chance will be OKC because they will have a 12.5% chance to end up in that with the first pick, which the higher percentage chances are to get that first round pick. The first pick, the higher percentage chance you will end up being in the top four as well. And fifth would be the Indiana Pacers, who are who finished 25 and 57. They have a 10.5% chance to end up with the first pick in the draft. You want to go a little deeper, you can go maybe to Portland. After that, it gets really uh, like a lottery. <laughs> you got a small chance of winning the lottery after Portland. Portland has a 9% chance. So those six teams have the best chance at winning the first pick overall. That's the Rockets, the Magic, the Pistons, the Thunder, the Pacers, and the Trailblazers. So we're going to keep our eyes out and see which one of those teams get the first pick in the draft. Small chance someone else may get it, but more than likely one of these. And you know OKC is just dying to have that pick. They've been tanking for years. Uh, I think all us NBA fans want OKC to get that pick because we're tired of them quitting at the end of the year every year. But we will see what happens, and I'm going to go over my top four guys, which is pretty much everyone's top four guys in this draft, and I'm going to tell you my order that I have them ranked, and I have not heard anyone who have who has these four guys ranked the way I do, so we will see how this goes, and when we hear the lottery results, it could change because, say, a team that has a star-studded point guard, they may not go for Jaden Knight. If they have a tremendous power forward or center, they may not go for Chet Holman. So we will see that lottery and how it lines up will possibly affect who drafts who, who goes where. But all these teams are so bad, it really may not. It just depending on the team's preference. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. Should I go in order? Let's go from four to one. Okay, my fourth ranked prospect is... Drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. Chet Holmgren. Yes, believe it or not, Chet Holmgren. A lot of guys have him ranked number one or number two or number three, but I have him number four. It's just too many red flags for me. But 
he could end up being great. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Chet Holmgren, the power forward from Gonzaga. He is seven foot tall, only 195 pounds right now. So that's a negative right there before I even get into his film. Uh, But he finished the season scoring 14 points, had 10 rebounds, two assists, one steal, 3.7 blocks per game. That is tremendous. And two turnovers per game. He shot 39% from three-point range. That is tremendous. And his wingspan is 7 and 3.5, which is great. Uh, I mean, when you're seven foot, you're going to have a big wingspan. So it's not as important for centers, but power forward slash centers, but it's still good to know. (laughs) Now, Chad Holmgren, he can shoot the three. He can bring the ball up and down the court, leading the break, getting all the way to the rack, which is ridiculous as a seven footer. That's something you never really see. If you do, it's really rare. And not many guys have panned out that do that, though, honestly. But if he can, that's just another asset to his game. He's a great outlet passer. He finds the open man. Uh, You know, he seems to be bigger than everyone else in college. So for me, getting those blocks, you know, defending players, did not seem that difficult for him because he's so much taller than everyone he played against for the most part. He did not play in a strong conference, but so, you know, he constantly was great against bad teams, but not as great against the upper tier teams, but he does have a soft touch and, you know, but how his game translates to the NBA, I'm not sure. We will have to see whoever takes a chance on, but he does have a nice, soft short hook shot he spaces spaces the floor well and if all goes well he'll be an impact player on both ends of the court he was the wcc defensive player of the year mainly because it's his blocks Um, but he is definitely a risk reward guy he could end up being a perennial all-star he could up being a bit could end up being a bench rider you know like bo bo for instance because bo bo was better than chet holmgren at just about everything in college. He was faster, bouncier, more athletic, and possibly a better shooter. You know, that's debatable. But Bobo could do everything, and he gets no run in the NBA. A lot of people say it's for not just basketball reasons, but I'm not sure. I haven't heard. But, you know, Bobo was extremely tough, is extremely tall. He makes Chet Holmgren look small. So, Chet being seven foot and not seven six or seven five will help him. But I'm just telling you, we never seen a guy like Chet Holmgren really succeed in the NBA. Um, it's because there's a lot of guys out there that are tall and skinny and fast and can dribble, but that doesn't normally turn out to be a good thing in the NBA. But we'll see. He was an All American third team player. And like I said, the WCC Defensive Player of the Year. His weaknesses are, obviously, he's skinny. He's a slow mover, slow shot. His size and strength need to get better. Uh, You know, NBA size and strength will negate his good defense that he has shown in college because he will get bullied. I mean, and he did that. He did get bullied on multiple occasions in college when he came against bigger players. And like I said, he did not play as well against elite competition so 
There's a lot of good things about Chet. You know, he is kind of a one of a kind type of player. Uh, and that three point percentage is incredible. But honestly, we just don't know how this is going to translate. If anyone tells you they do, they're lying to you. <laughs> but I have doubts. And that's why I have him fourth. But if you're looking at this from a fantasy perspective, as long as he gets minutes, he should be a very effective fantasy player and, you know, with potential to be great. I've seen comparisons to if he bulks up, he can get to be Anthony Davis. He's similar to Chris Porzingis. Honestly, for me, I'm not sure right now. We will see more as the, you know, combine and all this stuff starts to play out if he even participates. But as for now, I'm a little nervous. But now for my number three prospect, it's maybe another surprise for you guys. And that is Paolo Banquero, the 6'10 forward from Duke, weighing in at 250 pounds. He averaged 17 points, eight rebounds, three assists, one steal, and one block per game with 2.4 turnovers per game. He shot 34% from three, which is pretty good. And he has a seven foot wingspan. That's great. So now, as far as Paolo, he has a nice handle for a big man. He's a very aggressive player, very strong and powerful when he has the ball and when he doesn't have the ball. But he can hit the J, has a nice fadeaway. He handles the ball and just himself like a small forward, but he's strong and big like a power forward. He can have the ball from anywhere from the three-point area and shoot the three or break down his man off the dribble and go all the way to the rack. He always has a nice package of moves ready to put on any defender, including a spin move that gets him straight to the rack. You know, he looks a little awkward, unsmooth when he isn't in the paint, but that's just because he's so big and you're not used to seeing a big, strong player like that, so comfortable outside and inside. You know, he's a smart player. That's obviously at Duke, you know, that happens. But makes smart passes and finds the open man. He hits open threes. And to be 6'10", 250, um, 250 pounds, and be able to go to the length of the court with the ball, it's just special. You know, we mentioned that with Chet. Paolo can do it even better. Uh, but, you know, Paolo loves that jab step and crossover to get him where he wants to go on the court. He was the ACC Freshman of the Year, third-team All-American, and, you know, he's just a really good rebounder for his size as well. And if you want to go over his weaknesses, I would say he has a bit of a slow release sometimes. And, you know, he just uses brute force, not skill, to score at times. And he's not very quick defensively. He can, and I'm sure he will, improve on his defense. But he's really going to need the right coach, the right team, the right situation to do that. If he goes to a team like OKC, or Houston, which he probably will. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how much they're going to get on him about his defense because even with him, are they still trying to win right now or are they trying to tank for another first-round pick next year, top three pick next year? We don't know. If he goes to Detroit, I think he'll be okay. You know, Dwayne Casey does not play, so that'll be good for him. Uh, Orlando, they have some good defensive talent around him so it would be okay so that's my issues with Paolo Bancaro it's really not many issues at all it's just he's my third ranked prospect that just goes to show you how good my number one ranked guy and my number two ranked guy are now do you agree with me
am I off so far right now? I don't know, but I'm just here to give you my perspective, which may be a little different than anything you've heard before or you're hearing or that you feel yourself. So debate with me. Let me know. Now we're getting down to number one and number two. Who's it going to be? This guy's been climbing up the ranks. I've been seeing him rank number one lately, but I have him number two. Jaden Ivey, the 6'4 guard. I say point guard, but he's a point guard slash shooting guard from Purdue, weighing in at 200 pounds, scored 17 points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, and 0.6 blocks per game. He's a sophomore, shot 36% from three, and his wingspan is around 6'8". That's really good, you know, with him being 6'4", and that wingspan 6'8", that helps him out a lot. If you don't know Jaden Ivey, let me break it down to you like this. He's literally Ja Morant. I could just stop right there. I mean, what else do you need to hear? John Morant, incredible, led the Memphis Grizzlies to a deep playoff run this year. Well, mid-tier playoff run this year. But, you know, injuries happen. But Jaden Ivey has no fear when he's attacking the rim, constantly looking to attack like a young Russell Westbrook out there, super athletic, and he's crafty at the rim as well. Not only getting to the rim for himself, but he can make the pass to the open man in the paint. He can shoot the three. I don't really like his form, but it works. That 36% is decent. You know, probably the borderline you want is like 33% and up. Any Anything above 33% is pretty much gravy. Anything under that, you start to wonder if they're going to be able to shoot the ball in the NBA. So he's above that tier, him and Paolo and Chet. So that's good. But, you know, he has a nasty crossover. He's very shifty. And, I mean, when you see his layup package, it's insane. I haven't seen a layup package like this since Kyrie Irving. You know, he has quick hands on defense, very fast and aggressive player, great size for a point guard if he's going to continue to play point guard, which I hope he does. He has great vision. He's incredibly flashy, especially with his passes. And you love to see that. When you see a, a guy that's flashy for himself, it's like, okay. But when you're flashy, even on the passes, that just gets the team, the crowd, everyone hyped up. And as great as um, below the rim he is, he's even greater above it. You know, he makes some special passes. Like I said, his first step is ridiculous. He's a really good defender as well, mainly because of his speed and athleticism. He, has, he gets those quick hands in the passing lanes and comes up with steals. He's a good rebounder for a point guard as well. Five rebounds a game is really good for a point guard, especially. Some centers barely get more than that. And he has improved a lot from his freshman year. You can tell he works hard and wants to be great. His shot has improved tremendously. I believe that three-point percentage went up almost 10%, which is insane. And, you know, he can play the point or the two, like I said. If you want to go over his weaknesses, there's not many. I would just say he needs to pass more at times. He needs to stay under control at times. That's on offense and on defense. And if you really want to be critical, you can say that first freshman year, he was not a one-and-done player. You know, he averaged around 11 points per game. And then he jumped that up to 17. And like I said, that three-point percentage was bad his freshman year. That jumped up to good his sophomore year. So is he this guy now? Is he somewhere in between? Was it a fluke season? I don't think so. But that's something players are going to be 
teams, GMs are going to be questioning, poking around, trying to find the answers for, mainly for that shot percentage, because whether you can shoot or not is a big deal on whether you're going to be great. The athleticism, the attack in the rim, that's not going to change, but they're going to want to know if that shot is real. But that's my breakdown on Jaden Ivey. Love him as a player. And, I mean, he easily can go number one, two, three, or four in this draft. I can't wait to see where he lands. I mean, I hope he goes to the right situation. And I really want to know if he's going to play the point or the two. And I hope he doesn't go to a team where it's going to be two small guys as the point guard and the shooting guard. But we'll see. We'll see. I really think he can be John Morant. Like, and I would love to see him with his own team. And that's not going to happen in OKC unless Shea Gilders Alexander is out of there. So, like I said, this, the situation these players go into will determine a lot. They will determine where they go and how their career goes. So that's a lot to think about. And now if you haven't noticed, we're on the number one player, the num- my number one prospect in this upcoming 2022-2023 draft, and that is Jabari Smith, the 6'10 forward from Auburn, weighing in at 220 pounds. He also averaged 17 points per game, 7.4 rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block per game. He shot 42% from three. Yes, you heard me right. The best three-point percentage out of all these four guys. Even if it wasn't, he still would be my number one guy, but that's just icing on the cake. He was the SEC freshman of the year. He is a super long, rangy athlete. Not just rangy, a great athlete. He literally can do it all on the court. He's a great three-point shooter. He's confident and out there. You know, he's a silky smooth player. He can break you down and drive to the rack, break you down and hit the turnaround. Jay can post up. He has the routine textbook shot and form. He can shoot the three from off the dribble or spotting up. He can play all five positions, honestly. I mean, that might be pushing down. I don't know if he's going to be a point guard out there, but that's just how good he is in my opinion. You know, he's 6'10", but doesn't look like a big, like a power forward or anything. He's a very natural ball handler and shooter and distributor. He loves that jab step and pull up with a jump shot. He's a versatile defender. He can guard multiple positions and get blocks and steals without forcing it. He plays hard and is very fun to watch. This is a player you draft and never let go. He's a franchise player. He's an all-star player. I can't stress enough how he can literally do everything on the court. And he can elevate above most defenders, making his shot pretty unstoppable. Quote me here if you want to. His game definitely reminds me a little of Kevin Durant. If you want to make a comparison, there it is. I said it. Jabari Smith could be the next Kevin Durant. He will be the next Kevin Durant. How about that? (laughs) But that's just how confident I feel in him. The talent is out of this world. And for weaknesses, you know, I put not really any weaknesses. You know, he's great, and it's only up from here. But if you want to be nitpicky, you can say you can get those assists up. You know, two assists per game. Let's make that four assists per game. But honestly, I mean, I have nothing else to say. No real weaknesses. Jabari Smith, my number one guy. So let me go over the list one more time from one to four this time. My number one player in this draft is Jabari Smith. Number two player, Jaden Ivey from Purdue. My number three player, 
Paolo Bancaro from Duke. My number four player, Chad Holmgren from Gonzaga. And that's how it's going, y'all. Let me know how you feel about my list, how you feel about my breakdowns. Is somebody, Did I leave somebody out? I don't think so. You let me know. And we'll get into uh, another episode when we find out who, which teams get what picks tonight. I can't wait to see. And I'll break down my lottery guys next, one through four teams. Let's get to it. Thank you all so much for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend to tell a friend about the All Rookie Podcast. I appreciate you joining me. And until next time, I'm out of here. Peace.